Hi, and thanks for tuning in to the Canine Experts Podcast. Join us as we discuss all the latest advice on training, behavior, grooming, products related to the dog industry, and more. We'll also be interviewing canine professionals from many different levels. Vets, trainers, behaviorists, business owners, and staff from all over the world will be sharing their knowledge and experience. And now, here is your host, Jose Menendez. Ladies and gentlemen, here with us is Mr. Byron Flores. How are you, Byron? Fantastic. Thank you for your invite. I'm glad to be here. Glad to share some of my insights and to let people know what I do and how I do it. And uh, so hopefully the, the objective is to help uh, families achieve balance and be successful with their dogs down the road. That's the, that's the objective. Absolutely. I, 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 I am with you on this one. I mean, I always try to help families to, you know, get a balanced dog, which is very difficult. Uh, yeah. Byron, we're going through a very difficult time. Uh, you know, how is business for you at this moment? Uh, I know a lot of people have lost a lot of clients. What's happening yeah. in your case? It, uh, it transforms. It's just a transformation. It kind of, um, for me, per I'm going to speak for myself personally, like for me, right. what it did pretty much, um, it, it, it became um, a period of, uh, to really focus on yourself and to think about, okay, this is where we are. How do we move forward? Do we move forward with fear? So I put myself in a situation where I like, wonder how dogs feel when something so dramatic like this happens, right? <laughs> That's, that thought got me through. And uh, what really the financial aspect of it was very, very hard. I mean, you know, it's like you have to dig in. I had to dig into my savings for the time being for three months. So pretty much everything that it was, um, you know, put aside on savings had to be used for the time frame, until, you know, uh, I started, everything opened up again and it was more safe zone to begin business again. It's been tough. It hasn't been easy to, to, to tell you the truth, you know, but now, you know, thankfully that um, I'm very busy. That's you good. Know, business is booming and uh, due to the fact that a lot of people's um, adopted dogs, you know, for the loneliness. Mm -hmm and uh, a lot of puppies so this this year to be honest with you it's been a lot of uh, puppies you know so it's it's been a lot of fun and what i do it's for me it's it's fun it's it's a, it's a job that i created after i left the corporate world you know my background is in pharmaceutical advertising right so that's what i did for for quite a long time and before that i was into uh, academic publishing so my background has always been in like that center of learning always learning and uh at one point during um in uh, 2005, there was a shift in my life, and um, I ended up leaving pharmaceutical the pharmaceutical industry. And then I just, uh, at that point, I was with uh, a lady, the girlfriend of mine, and um, she was just uh, bored. She was kind of semi-retired, and she was she was in a great position. And she got bored, and she started walking dogs. And then I kind of just started helping her. Next thing, I we created this company of walking dogs, and then from there, everything evolved. You know, I've learned pretty much how to uh, walk dogs on my own. Um, you know, learned to listen to the dog. I mean, I was pretty much in a lot of reading books and then moving forward to assisting in uh, a lot of workshops and personal stuff and meeting and being part of the International Association of Canine Professionals has in tremendously helped me, uh, especially link uh, with a network that's across the world, not just in the United States. Right. 
which is fantastic. You get to meet a lot of people and um, you get to exchange a lot of um, the work that we do. We, we learn things from exchanging, you know, ideas and perceptions and things that we learn. And, and that's what it's, it's about. It's about learning. I think this time that we're living, this shift that happened in the world, I think is a time for us to really change our dynamics, to focus really on, you know, extending a hand to one another because we are all on this together. We need each other now more than ever. Absolutely right. I mean, I agree with you in every single statement that you have made, uh, especially the one adapting. I mean, who would know that we're going to go through something like this? Nobody mm -hmm. knew, right? And then yet, luckily for dog trainers, I mean, a lot of people, because they have the free time, they start adopting dogs. So many yeah. shelters empty right now, which is good for us. Yeah. But there's a bad part of that. <laughs> and you know, we're going to talk about that, about the puppies and people having their home all day long. <laughs> yeah. It becomes, yeah, yeah, it becomes a problem if, if you're, you know, just focusing on the emotional side of things as a human and not looking at the dog as being an animal. Yeah, that is absolutely right. Uh, you know, we, we don't understand the concept of a creature's habit. <laughs> we yeah. think they can change things that we do and they can. <laughs> absolutely, you know, yeah. <laughs> Byron, you've been helping your community a lot. I mean, we have read a lot of your uh, reviews and everybody's so happy with you. What do you think makes you so special uh, with these people? I mean, we know that you're extremely patient and you approachable. You have a, a, a good thing with the dogs that helps you a lot. But in your words, what do you think is helping you do this? What is your, your special thing? I think uh, my special friend is myself, to be honest with you. Um, the angle that we have to, for me personally, my perception, my angle is always to look at the human side, to be understanding of what they're going through. The dog is not the problem, it's always the human. The human is the hardest to get to mold, to get to, because I train humans, I teach them, you know, and, and, and uh, for some of them, it, it, it becomes, um, very easy and they can flow and it becomes fluent they they learn and and i'm not teaching families to become dog trainers i'm teaching them how to live with the law or with the dog how to find balance how to achieve harmony on a daily basis and that's really i think my approach to being honest and being very open about dogs and just being yourself you know it's learning to be patient with the dog not to have expectations of the dog because we have expectations of humans. That's one thing and we transfer that to dogs and we can't have those kind of expectations because again, the animal is an animal, is a dog. Oh, you know? absolutely, yep. You know, therefore, they need our guidance. They need our understanding. They need, I said, so this thing about that I keep hearing, let the dogs figure, figure it out. I think that's just common ignorance. You know, you can't, a dog does not figure things out unless we teach the dog. Right. So my approach is that, very raw, very real. You know, I'm very open, I'm very approachable. And um, I always look for an angle that the client opens up and then we go, I go through whichever angle, if it's fearful, if it's aggression, if it's something that the dog does, that's where I take it and I start explaining. I break it down for them. What's going on with the dog at the moment that he, she's doing that? And what are you doing that help that cause to the dog? Oh, absolutely. I agree with you in that part. I mean, just to be, uh, uh, this is very funny. I was with a client yesterday that has a fearful dog. So mm -hmm. we try every single method to get the dog out of his uh, comfort zone. Mm -hmm. uh, but we just realized that the problem wasn't the dog at all. It mm -hmm. was a family. So that's mm -hmm. what you had to, it, this is exactly what you're talking about. So you mm -hmm. dig into the dynamic and then you find out and you help him to resolve the problem to have a better 
understanding life a little. Yes, correct. That's that's the best way because you know, on the real, I, aside from like me being a dog trainer, I'm a dog owner. I want, and that's the thing that I tell people. You know, yes, I'm a dog trainer, but you have to understand, I'm also a dog owner. First, I'm a dog owner. Right. So I have to. I look at your dog through compassion, through respect, and just the way I'm looking at a human. You know, and that's the key because that's what really dogs look for is just for you to stay away, just to be calm, and just speak to the family the family starts feeling you out and the, the family starts opening up that energy starts affecting the dog then that's when i go into the dog the dog ha it's easier for me because one i'm a stranger the dog can be fearful or it can be human aggressive so therefore that's we have to be very very careful and be respectful of that behavior that that dog is suffering from because it's an emotional thing for the dog you know right dogs are very sensitive and sometimes we don't realize that well, you know, uh, as you said, you have to be very patient and approach properly. Yes, absolutely. You know, absolutely. That's that's the key right there. Patience, man. And a lot of people don't have patience and yet they have children. And, you know, and it's just like if you were able to teach your child how to sit on a chair and eat properly, I said, it's not different than teaching a dog. Exactly. <laughs> okay. I always say I always say something, you know, and it's like your dog always wanting to be a kid. You always have to be on top of him. It doesn't matter what he's well behaved or not. He's always going to have the brain of a kid. So and, just deal with it. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's just like, and you know, and I'm, that's a great point that you brought up because when we start paying attention to our dogs, we are able to help them. Yeah. Because dog, dogs, right? Dog training is about teaching dogs, conditioning dogs' mind to make good decisions. That's what dog training is about. So that's where I'm going at. So. When we look at a dog, like the state of mind or just dog being, it's like an 18 month child. Yeah. <laughs> in in scientific, scientifically proven, this is the, you know, if we were to compare dog and the mentality of, of a human, it's an 18 month toddler that you are dealing with. So therefore patience comes in, right? A lot yeah. of it. And a lot, you have to keep focus on your dog. You have to watch your dog. So when you're done doing whatever with your dog, if you're not gonna have that time, you know, you put the dog away, put him in a crate, you know, with a child, usually the child goes to sleep or is doing something, or is on a swing, is doing something that's keeping the child occupied and is calm. Right. Calm, age and something, you know. So it's, it's, the, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to um, have dogs and to have kids, you know. But you just have to have patience and you just have to know what you got yourself into. Because for me, when you get a dog, it's not disposable. It's for oh, life. Yep. It's for life. And what I've been experiencing is that dog owners, young dog owners end up adopting these dogs. And halfway through the process of them developing with the dog, they stop fulfilling the dog. Now the dog down the road, a couple of years go by, the dog is transformed into just, I make my own decisions and I do whatever I want. And then the woman gets pregnant. Now there's an issue, there's a conflict. Now you're expecting a baby. And your dog is having issues. And mm -hmm. so therefore, for me, it's very important, like, that when you do get a dog, it's for life and put the work into it. Because the work that you put into is temporarily, but for life. It's an investment for life. Exactly. I agree with you 100% on that one, too. Uh, you know, I, I move a few times through the years, but I always, always keep my dogs with me. It, they're not as possible. They're not toys. When you get one, it's forever. Like just said, forever. 
And then what we're going back to is to finish this is just some of these dog owners want to return the dog back to where they got the dog, right? That, that for me right there is heartbreaking. Very, it is. Because it's not fair for the dog. And one of my goals in life is that I am going to be the voice of the dogs. I'm going to speak for them, you know, because nobody, we have to do that. We have to advocate for dogs. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it is not fair. A lot of the stuff that I've seen, it breaks my heart. Then, then, then I have to go over there, evaluate the situation. I don't want to be part of that, to be honest with you. I don't, you know, I don't want to be part of your stupid decisions, to be honest. And not to be rude and obnoxious, but just that's unfair. After you, and then there's a case that I just recently, like you had the dog for eight years. Now you want to get rid of the dog. How is you know, know. This is what I, that us dog trainers, we have to see, right? And go into the situations that like, wow, really, why? Why? <laughs> so, you know, and that's when really the dog has to be returned. And in some cases, um, the dog becomes difficult to be readoptable because at this point, the dog is a senior. Oh, God, that, that makes it worse. Absolutely. Uh, have so, you been uh, uh, helping people to rehome dogs? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, I work with um, Korean canine. I work with Muddy Paws from New York, and um, I've also I fostered some of them in the past uh, for Muddy Paws. I foster some of their dogs. I found a home, a permanent forever home, and I still see the dogs. They come to my place. They play with my dog. We go on dog walks. So it's like you know, I, I <laughs> I'm still in their life, and it makes me feel happy, you know, because uh, for me to be honest with you, I would love to the dogs that um that they find difficult when they come here. It's just like, I'm like, I wish I could just keep every single one of them. I would have like 10 dogs, <laughs> you know, and then I'm, I'm lacking in a pack. And that's one of the things just like, you're yeah, moving forward down the road. It's like, I'm going to have to get a place for it because I miss my pack of dogs. And I just have my, my, my senior dog here, my oldest, you know, and, and it's, I'm going to start getting some new dogs for my new, my, my second part of my, my career, you know, with more dogs. Yeah. That's you, great. Usually the, um, you know, my client's dogs become part of my pack, you know, literally, uh, it's just, it becomes the relationship when I, that I, that I form with my, my clients is just like the trust that we become family. And it's just the trust whenever I need a dog or two, I just go pick them up and, and I just like give them the heads up and they're like, Oh my God, Byron, please, please take them. Like they're so happy and they trust me with their dogs because I'm just using them because I need, I'm the working with a fearful dog, working with an aggressive dog. So I need your dogs, <laughs> you know, because it's the dog. <laughs> those dogs, you remember your dog was like this. I'm working with a dog like this. I need not your dog. <laughs> so, yeah. So you're still in New Jersey right now, right? Yeah, man. I live in Bloomfield um, in New Jersey. I, I was, I lived in, uh, I used to live in Montclair. I lived there for a while. Then I moved down uh, like a mile down. I'm in Bloomfield. Okay. You know, and I do all the work that I do. It's most, it's here based in New Jersey. There's times very, that I do go out to uh, Brooklyn and Manhattan. So that's one of the, um, you know, it's, there's a get busy here and then going to Brooklyn, Manhattan, it becomes like an octopus at times, you know? Absolutely. I've been there too. <laughs> <laughs> But it's great, you know, it's fun, it's worth it. It's, it's the experience, the feeling that I get from just bringing in the understanding and just calming the families and just transforming the dog and the families. And at the end of the day, it's, it, that's, that's what fulfills my heart. That's what keeps me going. And that's, every day, that's my goal.
Yeah, here that. you go. I mean, you're just expressing yourself very well right now. And, and I love, I mean, the audience is going to listen to what you have to say. And, you know, you have something that you believe in yourself and, and that cannot be taken away. And, and I believe that that's why you are holding on right now. Like you always focus on what to, how to get better and how to help people. Am yeah. I wrong? Uh, no, no, no. You're 100% right, man. Because this is the, the this is the real gritty stuff of, of what, what, what we do, you know, because it, it, it makes me feel good that I'm able to give families the knowledge and understanding and that they're able to pass that down to their extended family. And the next thing you know, it's just like they're giving me a call for a lesson or two just to get a little more clearance and understanding. And it's a beautiful thing because the knowledge is the gift that keeps on giving. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, man, you're expensive. <laughs> <laughs> what are your programs? What programs are you offering right now? I'm offering, uh, well, for, here's the thing about uh, some of the programs that I offer. One of the, the programs that I offer is a board and train. The, that is a specialty. Um, that's for very difficult dogs, dogs that I will remove from people's homes. And I bring them to my home and live with me. And what we do is um, I also have the families come and meet me once a week. So we can go over what I've been working with the dog and also to teach them the fundamentals and also to teach them how to communicate clearly, building the language that I'm building with the dog. So I'm the bridge and I'm, I help them walk through the bridge to get to their dog. Would you, would you agree with a, a, a term that when you do board and train, you're taking the dog away from his own environment and you yeah. study help the dog in a different one just to observe things because they don't show things in their environment sometimes. Oh, no. What happens is just you have to let dogs uh, open up. You know, you have the first few days, you, the dog is in a new environment. So the dog is not going to show you what he does normally in his own environment. So you have to let the dog decompress because now he's, he, he breathes a different air. He hears different sounds. He sees calm dogs around. So he's like, oh, this is a big shock for the dog. But what really helps me is the dogs are, are around. You know, they see the, dog, the dogs coming around me. They see how the dogs react to me, how respectful they are, we, we, how we bond together. That on its own, that powerful energy influences a dog and starts letting the dog open up. And so then when this dog starts opening up, that's when I start seeing what's going on with the dog. And that's when we start changing, transforming the dog's state of mind along with obedience, along with the different kinds of exercises that I do with dogs to bring them back in stability. You know, we, we do it in here. Then, then later on, as I move forward with the dog, we start really putting him into fire, putting him through fire. The, the behaviors that he was demonstrating at his home, we, we put him through situations where I would like for him to make a decision, you know, see where I'm at with you. You know, and that's really where the dog starts really making the, those decisions. And it's a beautiful thing because at the time, like, oh, okay, I need to do this a little bit more. Oh, this is fantastic. He's doing well. You know, so that's, that's, that's how I help those dogs that come here because they need to leave their spot. The spot that they're on, they're sick, right, uh, emotionally. So the, the owners are not helping that cause. So the dog is not going to move forward. Right. It's going to be Those are the cases with aggression and fearful dogs, nervous dogs that – literally um come with me and um, and then when we end the program the last uh weekend of the program is like a two and a half three hour session with the client where i give them the blueprint how to maintain that state of mind moving forward that's one program now i also have offer puppy training it's a four mm -hmm. session program 
where again, we, we focus on communication and we focus on obedience work and we focus on manners and, and teaching the dog to go in his crate, sending the dog away and recalling the dog to you, which is very important from any distance. That's the goal, you know? Um, and then I have the behavioral modification program. I have an A and B program. A and the A program is for dogs that are fearful, dogs that are really going through some emotional uh, changes without a bite history. And then when we go down and we go down to the aggression part, you know, so I deal with aggression as well. Oh, so wow. there's, so the aggression without a bite history, the dog has a bite history. The dog can, uh, uh, has to come and live with me because we, you know, dog bit somebody. Right. You know, so we have to transform the dog and we have to find, I want to see what his weaknesses, I see what makes making the dog like um, really aggressive or what is the dog biting out of fear? What's going on? You know, so that's, that's, that's pretty much, it becomes a one-on-one and where I give my hundred percent to the dog and the dog gives me a hundred percent. And, and then we just, the, the, the transformation starts. Yeah. I've read some of the reviews that you, uh, you know, successfully bring, uh, brought back dogs to their home and people are very happy with your results. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah. It's, and, and the, the best part about it is, I mean, man, it's with you, like these dog owners, become avid dog owners <laughs> they are so into their dogs like they're because here's the thing it's like we have to open up dog lovers that have dogs we have to open up that side of them yet because it's not completely open the love and yet yeah, the affection is there but how about the state of mind and looking how your dog is feeling why don't let me teach you that you need to learn this it's very important because that's when we go out in the real world that's and your dog gets uncomfortable with somebody coming or baby running to your dog and you read the body line right away what do you got to do you're going to let the baby approach or you're going to step in and be like oh honey not right now my dog is not feeling you're you're crying or coming over here with that excitement right because right. the body dog turn avoid heckles went up dad help me advocate for your dog right there boom zero conflict and you keep going you know so this is the most important things that we have to teach humans dog owners which I don't see much, you know, that's why they have to go from one trainer to another trainer to another service because they haven't identified themselves. They, they're not able to read their dogs. So it's, for me, it's very important to give the, um, my client all the tools, not for them to be dog trainers, but be, to be avid dog owners and wise. That's awesome. I mean, you just do almost the same thing that I normally do. Uh, I think uh, I, I love your techniques. I, I really do. Um, I was just thinking about that when you mentioned when you take the dog away from the environment, the response is completely different and you actually can approach in a different way and help the dog to go through. Uh, like I have this dog that was afraid of thunderstorms, uh, but it only reacted when the owners reacted. So mm. I took away the dog from here, I exposed him to many different sounds, and then we have a thunderstorm and I just walk away from the dog. He didn't do anything. The dog just followed me. Mm-hmm. And no whining, no wanting, nothing, no crying. I'm like, where? I think what the problem is now. <laughs> yeah, it's at home. It's usually, yes. you know, because what happens is we as human beings, we, um, you don't have to be with your dog in order to influence your dog. You could be in a different room, okay? You could be in the living room and your dog is in your bedroom. And the way you're feeling and thinking is tremendously powerful because we radiate that out, okay? We are powerful technological humans that we have technology within us. 
and these, this technology that we have vibrates because we are energy. Dogs respond to your energy. So if your energy is of an anxious energy, your dog walk to the room and... Yeah, you're just feeding him up. That's all you're doing. Yeah, and, you don't, and you're not interacting, but your feeling, your emotion is, is sent out. You radiate that. Yeah. And that's very important. It's just like, you know, when, when difficult dogs and uh, the owners don't match, that's, those are my difficult cases. <laughs> you know, that's where really hard work comes through, but we're successful at the end, though, because I have to get to the human at this point. It's right. all about... It's about helping them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, not only that, but uh, it, it, what's, what's more important for me is just, like, um, teaching a dog and teaching the owner how to communicate clearly, building a language through markers and commands. That's it. It's not talking to the dog. It's not whining. It's not babying the dog. It's just, you know, hey, come, good. You know, simple as that. Simple as that, yeah. Versus... Hey, oh, baby, come. Come on, over here. Come on, come on. There's no need for that. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> some of my clients have done. I'm like, I'm like, Mary, do me a favor. Just say the dog's name and say the command, please. <laughs> go ahead, do it. There you go. You didn't have to baby the dog. You see that? And he look at, look at wagging his tail versus when he was coming. He was like, not sure. I don't really like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, dogs are slick. If you pay attention, man, they just tell you how they're feeling. And basically, they're training you. I want you to look like, like funny like that all the time calling me. I might decide to come to you or not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right? Because it is just like, just whisper to your dog. That's the concept. Whisper to it, you know? Yeah. So uh, here's, here's one of my favorite um, dog trainers that, I, that I've that I'm looking forward to going to learn more with uh, Nelson Hodges. He's out in Texas. Amazing. He's known as the, the wolf man. So in one of the ICP conferences, I got down to, and, uh, and I got sat down and talked with Nelson Hodges. Uh, we were talking about everything. And I didn't know this man was from Venezuela. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, I was like, you're from Venezuela. He said, yeah, my, 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 my mom and dad, like, he grew up there and then he came to the United States, you know? And, um, and I was like, this is incredible. It's like, I would have never known unless I ask you, unless we sit down and talk, you know, like that you're from Venezuela. And then we just started talking, you know, the history of how beautiful in uh, Venezuela, how the stability was in the seventies and the eighties. Oh yes, absolutely. That, that, like that Dubai of Latin America, you know, we, that's what we were talking about. And then, and then the dogs came in and, and he has a center in Texas and, um, he has a great, great, great program. And, um, but one of his quotes in the conversation is like, Byron, this is the quote that I like to use when I'm teaching dog owners with very fearful dogs. Just shut up and listen to the dog. I was like, you're right. People talk too much. That's what I don't do. I don't talk to the dog. You know, if I'm going to communicate, this guy is going to be very quietly with a leash. I'm mm -hmm. connected. That's all it is right there. <laughs> the dog is feeling who I am, you know? So it's just like, yeah, you're right about that, you know? And that's exactly what I teach many dog owners because they're very, you know, us humans, we're very emotional and we forget the dog is instinctual and we think like the dog is human. So we approach it in that, with that mentality and the dog is like looking at you like, I don't know your language. I don't know that. Right. 
You I know? love that. I love that quote. Shut up and listen to the dog. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. He's right. He's right. Absolutely. And you know, and it's just like, and it's so so true because it's just like, my God, Nelson. I never like. <laughs> I always shut up. <laughs> I'm ahead of the game. <laughs> well, that's naturally. That's natural. Yeah. So yeah. let me ask you, uh, who do you th uh, say that was your biggest influence uh, through the training or process? Oh, I mean, who you learned the most from? Well, this is this is this is a uh, very deep. Well, here, um, at one point in my life, uh, I let's see, 2014, and 2014, um, I ended up going to hang out with Caesar Milan and his crew with uh, Brian Agnew and Sherry Lucas. Okay, uh, out in California, um, pretty much went out there to learn about myself and learn about dogs. Um, that was my first experience of in a setting, a dog environment, uh, with understanding of the difference between humans and dogs, understanding the human spiritually side and understanding the potential side of dogs, understanding how to communicate clearly, building a language and, and using specific tools. So that was a big, big, huge opening for me back in 2014 and, uh, out in California with Cesar Milan. After that, um coming back because then we started meeting with other uh, dog trainers um i met um blake rodriguez or um dream come true canine out of manhattan i did um i did some work i, I trained with him in his facility on 2016 and he influenced me a lot um his work um the work that i learned a lot of a lot of stuff that i i learned um, big gritty part of what I do with hands-on with the food feeding dogs of my hands and all that I learned from Dream Come True Canine. So Blake Rodriguez and his brother have a huge influence. Tyler Muto from uh, Canine Connection um, did a workshop with him and Blake up uh, in Buffalo, New York. Um, I've done um, you know ICP all the conferences, uh, go to all the all the workshops, uh, learn so much from them. So. Um, now, one of my, another buddy of mine who's a very, one of my best friends is Jason Cohen from Canine Cohen in Brooklyn. Um, we're really close, so we influence each other tremendously, you know? That's awesome. Yeah, and also one of my, my best, best friends out in Texas, too, um, that he runs like 100 dogs off-leash that I was able to partake of that, you know? Um, Jason uh, from uh, Transform My Dog. So I've gotten amazing experiences. I've traveled the United States to uh, get answers that I don't have, and I will continue doing that uh, possibly in different parts of the world because there are amazing dog trainers in Europe as well. You know, so I'm thinking of also um, moving forward and learning more stuff with uh, Nipopo. Uh, that's a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a it's training dogs uh, for French rain, pretty much just the sports dogs, and also you can rehabilitate. What's the name again? Nipopo? Nipopo, okay. Yes. So that's, that's, um, uh, so Burt Ballin, Burt Ballin, he runs that um, in here in the United States, out of Wisconsin, out of a farm that he owns. And he also has an, uh, well, he's from, um, from Europe, you know? So he comes to the United States and he teaches and he uses, um, great, uh, it's called the Martin system. It's, um, it's, a, it's a great e collar. It's a high end. I mean, it's it's amazing. This is what um, are the some of the army uses in uh, the UK in the UK. So the dogs that they, they put them on the dogs when they jump up parachutes. Wow. 
<clears throat> and I've used it. Um, actually, the uh, I used um, in, in in California. I forgot. I used that system on a dog, and it was amazing, man. It was amazing. It's just like how smooth it is um, using the the, t the using the um, the remote collar, and it's, you also have a ring that you just click on when you're working with the dog, and it's it's just an amazing system, Martin system. So my goal for that is to get to that level and be fluent with that for myself you know that's just for myself not to teach it just for myself something that's going to help me um evolve and also because i i'm looking into getting probably a sports dog down the road wow <laughs> that's something uh, uh different and, and very good uh, uh somebody asked me a question yesterday and he said to me uh so what are you planning to do when you get old and uh, you cannot just you know do all the agility and stuff with dog well i'm planning to use electronic tools to help people with impediments uh, like hearing vision you know a movement uh, so they can use a tool to extend their you know control over the dog using just a simple technological tool and i'm digging into i'm learning a lot and you know the funny thing is that i've been watching blake uh tyler uh jason uh and you mentioned nelson hutch that i was reading about it yesterday i do my work of course um these people have had an amazing influence not only in you but many other people around the the, the canine world and and mm -hmm. thank you so much i mean you you have expressed so much knowledge i mean here for and i think now but by, by now i mean uh, our audience knows a little bit more about byron for sure yeah i'm very approachable um you know the thing is that i i you know as you can see you know literally i'm about dogs i really like to help most importantly i have my goal is always to make that family happy and i just want the dog to stay in that house and live with them until the dog mo moves on you know that's my goal i don't want dogs to be put down i don't want people uh, because they, they went back to the shelter you know that's that i want to stop that i want to create an educational system and that um for the latin american um community i want to start training dogs because uh i think the hispanic community in where we live here in newark i'm not too far from newark that's my that's that's where I grew up. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a newer kid from the hood. Oh, so, good. <laughs> yeah, I want to give back to um, that community. Like, I, I owe a lot to them, you know? Wow. Uh, it's so inspiring to hear what you're saying. It, it is amazing. Man. When people get back to the community, it just shows how much appreciative they are for what they learn from. You know, yeah. never forget where you're coming from. Never. No, man. I know where I came from. And, and, and it's a blessing uh, to see my own personal transformation from my childhood into a grown man, you know? And we're gonna keep going. There's no, for me, it's like, are you planning on retire? There's no such thing as that, man. It's, it's, life is not about retirement. Life is about living life and loving what you do and enjoying the moment every day. Like a dog. Like a dog, <laughs> right? Absolutely. Live life like a dog. Thank you for having me here, man. It's, it's really nice having this conversation with you, really, you know, and just because I, I feel that we could definitely um, reach out more to the uh, Hispanics out in our area to let oh, them know. Oh, absolutely. I, I was actually going to propose that you can come back in a month or less uh, to talk about, you know, the Latino community in, in the dog training world, because that's something that we need to show the world as well. Uh, yes. Especially at the times we're going through, I mean, we all have to be united and show, show our culture to people understand why we are different for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, it's like at the end of the day, um, we have to be be very mindful that we are human beings. Um, cultures are cultures, but at the end of the day, we are human beings. We still bleed red. 
we still need to eat we still need to drink we still need to breathe right we're, we're all in this together we like we 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 have to be that change we can't expect no you be the change i'm that change yes start change starts with us individually you know and it's we it's not about saying it's about walking your talk absolutely absolutely and, and this is what i just said is a quote that i learned from sherry lucas when she said that to me she said byron it's not about talking it's about walking keep moving <laughs> so yeah. if you talk walk your talk that's great. Byron, thank you so much one more time. And I hope our audience is enjoying this conversation. We really looking forward to have you here again. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, for those that want to reach out to me, here's my website is um, going to, it's www.letter K number nine. It's one whole word training with Byron.com. Again, letter K number nine training with Byron.com. Anybody needs to get in contact with me. I don't charge for questions. If you are suffering, you have a, you have a problem with your dog, I'll be more than happy to, to guide you and to give you an answer. Ladies and gentlemen, you are here in a special man. He's just trying to help you and help your dog. Thank you so much, Byron. Thank you. Appreciate it, Jose. Appreciate it. Good work, man. And Thank you so much. We'll talk we'll, again. We'll talk again. Thanks for listening to the Canine Experts Podcast. Don't be afraid to shoot us a message at info at canineexperts.com. Call us at 973-564-6100 and ask anything related to the canine world. Don't forget to visit our blog site, www.canineexperts.com slash blog, where you'll find great info on all the topics. Be sure to tell everyone about our podcast and please subscribe. Stay tuned.